literally an eyeball that pops up on the screen. I had a, I had my first ever experience of praying for somebody with a glass eye a couple of months ago on our street. Um, so two months ago on our street, uh, where we live in Bakersfield, we hear these uh, random acts of kindness. So basically, that's just a free giveaway. Thank you. 
theologian. He's replaced with the empowerment. The emphasis is on the surpassing work of the kingdom and the discovery of the kingdom is unutterable joy. And that's the point of the gospel. It gives us the immense worth and value of the kingdom. It's quite simple. I'll read it again. The emphasis is on the surpassing work of the kingdom and the discovery of the kingdom is unutterable joy. The kingdom is not the treasure. The kingdom is not the pearl. The kingdom, and this is my first point, the kingdom is God's gift to us. That's the kingdom. It's God's gift to us. I'm just going to fire through these quite quickly. Uh, My belief here is that the kingdom, this is the greatest gift ever. It's certainly the most valuable gift. That's what this parable is uh, 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 getting across. The emphasis here is of immense worth. It's interesting here that the kingdom, I wonder if you ever thought about this before, but the kingdom coming is given, it's born out of a place of love. It's really important. It's come out of a place of love. God so loved the world that he gave his son. It comes out of a place of love, this kingdom coming. And lastly, the kingdom, it is God's gift that's either accepted, and then this is certainly my experience, or rejected. The message of Christ and his ministry is either accepted or rejected. Um, last week, I was back out on the streets. I didn't meet the woman with the glass eye, thank goodness. Um, but we had lots of interactions. And the first one was that I was part of a hot speed feeding on the streets. And uh, what that is is that we get together with a load, bunch of other Christians and leaders from other churches in our area, and we just uh, we set some chairs up and, and we wear badges and give out leaflets, and we're encouraging because we're trying to get out and engage with people, see them if they have any needs or want prayer. I stopped this group of it was three teenagers. Now, typically, when I'm engaging with people uh, on this occasion last Saturday. I stopped them and I said, look, can I I ask you a question that you have never heard asked in your life? And at that point, it normally gets people's attention. So these three teenagers stopped, not not everyone stopped. And so I said to them, I introduced who I was, I was part of feeding on the streets. And the question was this, if you could ask God for anything, they used miracle. I said, if you could ask God for anything, what on earth would you ask him for? This is three poor teenagers. And this young boy called Luke, he had an immediate answer, and he said, I wish you could have stopped me. That's quite interesting. From a poor teenager, it was very interesting. Uh, Then I asked a girl in the middle, and, you know, typical answers are your teeth and money, that kind of thing. And then after they finished their answers, I said to them both, okay, you two, we're going to now go back to Luke, because we're going to explore more of what Luke is saying. So I said, Luke, when you say you want people to die, what do you mean? And he said, I wish people could live forever. And I said, do you mean eternal life? He said, yes. And then I said to the three teenagers, may I share with you the greatest thing God has ever done? You've got to remember me, I'm not a stuck record. When I get into a certain groove, 
I'll just say the same stuff again and again and promise you it'll get better. There's no gizmo, there's nothing flashy, it's just the gospel message, really simply presented with an invitation. So they say yes, and we'll, we'll give you 30 seconds or a minute. So then I shared exactly the same thing, God still speaks to my own life, how he's made that possible through his person, Jesus Christ, and his life, death, and resurrection, and explained a bit about what Jesus had done on the cross. Very simple, very simple language. Then I invited them to faith. And what is interesting, as I was sharing the good news of the gospel, the good news of the kingdom, the girl in the middle, she had tears streaming down her face. Just tears running down her face. So I called some other team members over, and we needed to be answered. said a year ago, um, she was crying her eyes out while I was sharing the gospel. She said a year ago, I wanted to die again. And then she said, but now I'm not crying. She said, I'm a Christian. She said, I was dead for long, and now I understand my beliefs. Another member of the team came up, and they spoke to the girl, and she said, you will see him again.
isn't that interesting? It's a rapidly snowboarding match. So, you know, this is a work in progress for Lucy and I. We're confident that we're, it, we're not quite there. We don't know the shape. We don't know how that's going to look. But I'm in touch with other parties in our town. And I play that information, that feedback back to them. And the thing they said to me, so I said, one guy would like chicken, the other would like to meet at night. What do you think? They offered us a building. They said, can you have a building? They give you a building. Who's going to do the building? Who's going to So I said, well, you know, I don't know. We can't start with them at the time. So that's a work in progress. It's exciting for us. We're just seeing how that plays out. So that's cool. The second thing, the kingdom. The kingdom is the present reality. It's a present reality. In one sense, you know, the kingdom broke in with the arrival of Jesus Christ and his ministry, his mission. It's a present reality, but it's also, you know this, it's a future hope. And as we've been tracking through the parables, I think Rob a couple of weeks ago spoke about the future hope. You know, spoke about a time will come where the curtain of history will come down, Christ will come back, and, you know, there'll be this final separation and all the rest of it. There's a future hope that Christ will come back, but it's a present reality. So we're in between the times. It's interesting that Jesus here um, says this, when a man found it, the treasure, and when he found one of great value. Jesus doesn't say the kingdom is like treasure buried in a field, and it was so well buried that this guy never found it. interesting is that we, with the present reality of the kingdom and this gift of his, this priceless gift, I want to suggest this, that we are absolutely part of the process. That's for every single Christian here. We are part of the process in helping people discover the present reality of the kingdom, right? Whatever that might look like. We are all called to that in the Great Commission. Go and preach the gospel, go and disciple people. Whether you like it or not, we are part of the process of discovering or helping others find or work out what the kingdom is. So a couple of months ago, again on the street, there was five guys in their 20s. I seem to bump into groups of people. It was part of feeding on the streets again. And I stopped these five guys. I played my stuck record. I did exactly the same. This time I asked the guys, if God could give you a miracle, what would you ask for? And one said money, the other said, you know, a girlfriend. There's all this stuff going on. And I noticed that one of the guys had his arm in a sling. Anyway, I shared this. I, I then asked if I could share the greatest thing, that God, greatest miracle God has ever done. They said yes. I shared the gospel message and invited them to faith. They all said no, thank you. And the guy in the sling, he looked at me and he said, it's okay for you. You believe all this stuff. And I said, I don't just believe it. I've seen the power of God and God is here right now. And I'll show you. And I thought, come on, I'll just say it. I thought, you know, you know you get those things where you open your mouth and you think, no. So the fact that I said, I'll show you, I'll tell you what, I'm beginning to die. 
because I was ranting up the rip. And suddenly I put myself on the spot and he said to me, what do you need? I said, watch this. Oh, I think it's good. I think it's good. What, what are they going to watch? And then I said, oh, my God, I'm in trouble. <laughs> so the rest is up there. They all said no to the gospel. But I put my open my big mouth and I said, God is real. He is here. Watch this. I've seen the power of God. And then I said, gather round. Gather round. I'm, I'm in trouble. It, it, it's the glass line all over again. I'm in big trouble. And uh, they're all looking at me. And then I explained to them and I said, uh, watch this. This is Jesus. This is the power of God. And then I think of it, it's weird that, you know, because these things, but the girl's going to show up, or I'm going I'm to just run them out of my town. That's where I live. And uh, I said, we're going to have, what's what God's going to do with your shoulder? And then uh, I said, I'm going to pray for you. I'm just, do you mind if I touch your shoulder? He said, no, nah, no problem. These guys in their 20s, the little clothing are on the bones. I said, watch this. So they gathered around.
I have to and I want to get her involved. Uh, and I said, well, tell me a bit more. What do you mean? She said, I have just passed my qualification. I am part of a federation of spiritual healers. Um, man, at that point, I thought Darth Vader was going to pop up. You know what I mean? Obi-Wan Kenobi was going to appear. You know, when somebody's on the street telling you they're preventing sweats in their muscles, this is a serious person. They're part of a federation. She's a qualified spiritual healer. She's a channel, all of this kind of stuff, or whatever that means. And then she said to me, am I qualified to heal? Have I got a qualification? I've got a PhD from Baylor University. <laughs> I'm the least qualified person. I'm as qualified as you are, right? I mean, that sense, that's right. So she asked me that direct question. And as the answer was, it's a bit different for me. It's a bit different. And I said, I'm not quite qualified in the same way as you. And I asked her a quick question. I said, have you heard of the great healer? Okay, because she was going on and on about healing. Have you heard of the great healer, I said to her. She said to me, do you mean Jesus? Because they're very open spiritual. I would say no to Jesus. And she said, you're always talking about Jesus. I said, yes, yes, but the great healer is a healer. The great healer. We heal by the power of the Holy Spirit, I said. Have you received the Holy Spirit? No. Would you like to receive him? Yes. So then at that point, I called some uh, the guys in the team praying. I said, guys, come on, we've got to get around this one. And we started praying, and she said, what's the feeling like for you? My hands are going on hot and tingling. I've never had that in my life. I said that to Jesus. May I share with you the greatest thing he's ever done? Yeah, my stuff record. Off I go again. I'm in default mode. She gave her life.
the single and the unique. Lord, we say together we are called to share good news. We are all called to be part of the process of deeper deeper discovering and more about you. Father, give us simple, creative ideas where we can engage and spark conversations with people that may lead to deeper spiritual Thank you.